Hey, man. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to you all. Welcome to the first Wednesday Bible study of the new year. Amen and amen. And as we said on Sunday in 2023, Central Park is the place to be. Amen. Amen. So if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing Hymn 66. If you sing well, we'll let you sit down in the next hymn. Hymn 66, Happiness is the Lord. Hymn 66, Happiness is the Lord. Hopefully we're all happy to be in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Happiness is the Lord. Hymn 66, Happiness is the Lord. Sing along. Our happiness is to know the Savior, living a life within his favor, having a change in my behavior. Happiness is the Lord. Happiness is a new creation, Jesus and me in close relation, having a part in his salvation. Happiness is the real joy, real joy is mine. No matter if the teardrops start, I found the secret is Jesus in my heart. Happiness is to be forgiven, living a life that's worth the living. Taking a trip that leads to heaven. Happiness is the Lord. Happiness is the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are indeed happy uh, to be here uh, in this place, Father, uh, amongst uh, the body of believers, Lord. Your church, Father, this is such a wonderful spiritual oasis, Lord, to take us away from the distractions and the turmoil that's going out in the world. Lord, we are just excited that we can be here and be happy in you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you just bless uh, the remainder of the uh, uh, music uh, portion of tonight, as well as the uh, preaching that is to follow. And we just ask this all in the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. And you may be seated. As we turn to hymn 464, hymn 464, uh, we actually, uh, uh, St. Brother Velasco led you in this song last Wednesday, so hopefully I can do almost as well as him in leading you in this song. Hymn 464, nothing between, hymn 464, nothing between. Here we go. Nothing between my soul and the Savior, not of this world elusive dream I have renounced all sinful pleasure Jesus is mine there's nothing between nothing between nothing between my soul and the Savior so that his blessed face may be seen nothing prevents of his favor Keep the way clear, let nothing be between. Now, before we go on, I want to make a change to the course. I want to make a change to the course because if you're a born-again child of God, the Lord isn't just 
the Savior. He's my Savior. So let's make this song personal. When we get to the chorus where it says nothing between my soul, it's not my soul and the Savior. It's my soul and my Savior. All right? So let's sing my instead of the when we get to the chorus. Is that all right? Can we agree on that? Hey, man, let's do verse 2. Okay, here we go. Uh, nothing between like worldly pleasure. Habits of life, though harmless they seem, must not my heart from him ever sever. He is my all. There's nothing between. Nothing between. Nothing between my soul and my Savior, so that his blessed faith may be seen. Nothing preventing the least of his favor. Keep the way clear, let nothing between. Verse 3. Nothing between like pride or station. Self or friends shall not intervene. Though it may cost me much tribulation. I am resolved, there's nothing between, amen, nothing between my soul and my Savior, so that his blessed face may be seen, nothing preventing least of his favor, keep the way clear, let nothing between. Last verse, hymn 464. Here we go. Nothing between in many hard trials, though the whole world against me convene, watching with prayer and much self-denial. Triumph at last with nothing between. Nothing between my soul and my Savior, so that his blessed face may be seen. Nothing preventing the least of his favor. Keep the way clear, let nothing between. Amen. Amen. You got your prayer sheet? Amen. Amen. We'll get that ready. And, uh, and re please remember just a few quick announcements. One is Saturday, uh, men's prayer breakfast and soul winning. Amen. Uh, prayer breakfast at 8.30. And uh, so men, now we moved that eight, from uh, 8 to 8.30 for a while back. Are y'all still good with 8.30? Amen. All right, good. Well, 8.30 then, and then we'll go out at 9.30. Uh, where, whether it's flyers or knocking doors, we're going to go, all right, Amen. and uh, get things rolling again and uh, so that we can kind of, you know, we can't, listen, nothing will grow if you don't plant any seed. So we're going to go plant some seed Saturday, and so you please, you come and uh, be ready for that. Also, uh, we'll, you'll, we'll be in the bulletin for Sunday, but don't forget Monday is our, uh, I believe this is right, is our men and ladies Bible study. Uh, 6.30, men, we start eating at 6.45, and men, y'all be here at 6.30, hold the door open for the ladies. In, ca in case the, the food they're carrying in is a little heavy or a little hot, right. we need to help them, okay? Right. <laughs> so, um, so please be here ready for that. 
uh, Monday. Please pray for our day Sunday. Amen. That the Lord help us have a good day. Folks will be back in their place. And uh, that uh, we'll have a, uh, just a good day. Pray for me that God will uh, show me what to preach. Because uh, I've got several things. And, uh, you know, if you jumble them all together, it don't make a lot of sense. So I want to preach something that will help us for the year, challenge us as well. So uh, please keep me in your prayers as we, again, pray, uh, prepare for Sunday morning, all right? Uh, a few things uh, for the, on the, your prayer list tonight. Uh, down on the bottom on health, Miss Shirley, uh, she's having her back surgery uh, tomorrow. And uh, so it's going to be at 1030. So pray for her. Uh, as she does that, the procedure is not a long procedure, and they, they told her that, that the relief could be almost instant, so uh, keep her in your prayers. Also, remember to pray for Brother Dennis and Miss Susie. Uh, Miss Susie had a little spell the other day. I'm not, no, details really don't matter, but she's, she went, went to the hospital for a little while, but she's back home, Amen. and uh, she's uh, kind of recuperating from some of those things, so pray for her. And I think some of the time that she spent taking care of Brother Dennis just caught up with her. Uh, so uh, pray for her and pray for Brother Dennis. But they're both home. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know who's taking care of who over there. So uh, pray for them. And, and I know that they would certainly appreciate it. Pray for Brother uh, Coy's niece uh, tonight. And she's in surgery as we speak. And pray, uh, keep her uh, in your prayers also. Uh, pray for Miss Erica. She is having a test run tomorrow uh, for uh, for some of the cancer things. And so let's pray for her a special prayer that all those tests will be just fine. Amen. And, uh, <clears throat> and so just please, again, uh, remember her in a special way uh, this evening as well. All right. Pray for um, uh, our young men, Brother Sungu and Caden. They're headed back to school tomorrow. Keep them in your prayers. And uh, from what I've heard about Brother Sungu's driving, y'all pray for him, okay? Uh, he, he drives really well, but wherever he's going, he gets there really quick, all right? So, uh, but, uh, but, I'm, but pray for them. <clears throat> they go back to school. Uh, they headed back there tomorrow. Pray for Brother Kevin. He starts, he starts back on the 17th, but he's also started working a job uh, between now and then, so uh, keep uh, him in your prayer as well, all right? So remember to pray for these. Uh, oh, and one other thing, let, let me, this is just a little announcement uh, that I need. I just thought about is today I got a, a text or a phone call from Mrs. Maker this morning wondering if I sent her a text. And uh, I told her I did not send her a text. And she said, well, I just I got two. Did you send two? I said, no, I didn't. I haven't sent you any text today. And I said, why do you ask? And she said, someone sent me a text, and it had your name on it, about uh, that you were helping uh, some staff members, and uh, it, it went into a deal about where they were wanting to send some of the staff a, a gift. And it was uh, a gift card, and it was... Uh, an, uh, kind of a surprise thing, and so they were about to talk to her, into her going and buying these gift cards, and I, I didn't, I know I've seen this before, where they have you go buy the gift card, you scratch off the number, you give it to the, her, to them, and then they go and cash it, and you're left holding a worthless card. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but the whole thing about it was that was uh, it said that I'm in a prayer meeting, so please don't call me right now, just text me. And they were talking as it was me. 
So, uh, and Brother Shelton's been helping me with this today about maybe trying to find out. Listen, I'm telling you, if you get a text like that, don't, don't respond. That is not me. To me, that is the lowest of the low. To not to one to use a the, a pastor, regardless if it's me or someone else, use right. a pastor to try to fleece those people. Right. I don't know how they got her number. Uh, I don't know how they got my name, uh, but that's irrelevant, really. But but they did. So uh, I just soon whatever they got using it all burns up. Amen. You know, hell will be a hot place for people like that. And I, I'm just, uh, that just perturbs me to the nth degree. Uh, but please, I mean, and, and they prey on our older people. Right, right. And that's exactly what they do. They prey on them. And without conscience, their conscience has been seared with a hot iron. Right, right. And so, uh, you know, I told her I was sorry about that. And just to please, uh, you know, just, I told her to block the number uh, but, and not send them anything. And, but the bad thing, I wanted to really send them a scathing text. But the only bad thing about that would have been that it had my number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't want to. Anyway, so if you get something like that, please be careful and help me. And let's pray that God will put an end to that. Right. Okay? Right. God can right. take care of that. Yes, I hope their phone burns up in their hand. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not supposed to hope it hurts them, but... <laughs> It could burn them just a little bit, amen. You know, so, but that's that's my that's my flesh, and but man, that's just a bad thing. The devil is a wicked individual, and he and and he uses wicked people. So anyway, so please just kind of mark that down if you get something like that uh, from me. It, it's got my name on it. It didn't come from me. All right. So uh, please, and pray for Miss Maker. Her and she was sick the other day, so keep her uh, in your prayers, all right? Well, remember, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and I'll, i got to preach in a minute, so i got to ask the Lord to help me and get, get me right. Forgive me for thinking bad stuff about people, you know. But, uh, but let's remember to pray for these, and let's pray for our day Sunday uh, that the Lord will help us, God's blessing, and uh, God wants to do something wonderful uh, at, at Central Park Baptist Church, and he wants to use you as well. Miss Rosalind? Yes? Right? They're going to bury her in Honduras, correct? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Pray for the Pridays. They've been down in Honduras forever. I mean, since I can remember. I've known them a long time. So uh, please keep them in your prayer. I pray for our missionaries. They're in your prayer books. Pray for them. They, uh, they deal with things you and I will never have to even think about. Uh, so keep them uh, in your prayers as well, all right? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and asking God's blessings on these. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful we serve a, an almighty God, Lord, who loves us, who cares for us, who uh, watches out for us. But God, the old devil, he's real, he's alive and well today, and 
And God, he uses wicked people. And Lord, I pray, God, that this scam that's going on using my name, Lord, and trying to uh, fleece our people, I pray, God, that you would rebuke all that in the name of Jesus, Lord, and stop it, God, even now. Lord, and whatever it needs to be done to stop that individual from doing that, I pray, God, that your perfect will will be done in it. And, Lord, maybe somebody contact them with the gospel, and they'll get saved and get their heart and life right, Lord. And so, God, I pray for them. But, God, please stop that and don't allow anything to happen to our people through it. And, uh, Lord, we give you praise for that. Lord, I pray for the Prides, God, who's uh, Brother Leslie and his wife has went home to be with the Lord. We lift him up in prayer, God, and pray that all of the arrangements and things with uh, with his wife's body, Lord, will all work out. And, God, I know that that's difficult at best, and, God, in times like this. So, Lord, pray that you strengthen uh, him and give him, uh, Lord, comfort, God. And I pray that all these details, Lord, with that, with her going back so they can bury her, Lord, that you'd, Lord, work all that out too. Lord, we pray a special prayer, God, for Miss uh, Erica and the test that they run tomorrow. Pray, God, that all that will work out well, that there will be nothing uh, Lord, negative about it. All of it will be in a positive uh, manner. So, Lord, we pray for her. We pray for Miss Shirley. God, who's having surgery tomorrow morning at 1030. God, guard and guide those surgeons, Lord. And, uh, God, I pray that the procedure will go uh, perfect, uh, God, according to your will. And, uh, God, that she'll have a speedy recovery. And, uh, Lord, that, she'll just, uh, that you'll just raise up Miss Shirley and she'll get back in church. She's telling us today, Lord, that she is ready to be back, so pray, God, that you'd uh, please help her and watch over her. Pray, God, that you'd bid Brother Dennis and Miss Susie and their help. Lord, we uh, lift them up in prayer and ask you, God, to, uh, Lord, just to be with them, Miss Susie. Lord's health is not the best right now either, and, and uh, God, perhaps some of the stress over Brother Dennis has kind of got to her, and we pray, God, that you'd help her to rest and strengthen her in body as well. Pray for Brother Gary, Lord, tonight as he, uh, Lord, has put on the transplant list for his kidney. God, I pray for him and ask you, God, to guard him, Lord. And, uh, God, I know that uh, uh, the kidneys, Lord, it, when they fail, they cause all kinds of other problems. And so, Lord, we pray for him and ask you, God, to just be with him and this Mary, Lord, in a special way as well. And, uh, Lord, we, we just pray for these. Lord, we've got many others that are sick, and we lift them up in prayer. Uh, God, we pray for our ladies that are uh, uh, having an, another baby. We pray, God, for their health, Lord, and, and the baby's health, God, and pray that you'd be with them. Uh, and, Lord, we just pray, God, that you'd be with Central Park Baptist Church. God, I don't want to limit you, Lord. You're limitless. and and But, God, I, I do want to pray and ask you, Lord, for uh, something special, Lord, for the cause of Christ in this place this year. Lord, we pray, God, that, <clears throat> Lord, there'll be more souls saved, baptized, and added to this church than last year, God. And, and uh, Lord, that we'll just see a moving of the hand of God here in this place, Lord. And uh, not only in people that are coming, uh, Lord, new folks, but, God, in the lives of the folks that are already here. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us, God, to really to uh, examine ourselves, examine our lives, God, as individuals. And, Lord, that we will make corrections accordingly, God, that we will... Be obedient to the word of Almighty God. And, Lord, that we will uh, see great and mighty things that we know not. But, God, that only comes because of because we are obedient to your perfect will for our lives. So, please help us, Lord, and, and strengthen us, God. And, uh, Lord, give us a clear path, God, that you'd have us to take in everything that we do. And then, Lord, when we 
We turn and look and we see the blessings of God. I pray, Lord, that we'll look upward, God, and we'll know that all the good things, all the blessings, God, that, that in, in all the things in our life, God, it comes through the fingertips of Almighty God. And, Lord, we say thank you, Lord, and we say we love you, God, for what you do for us. Thank you, God, for your goodness. Bless us, Lord, tonight. Bless the Bible study. Lord, we pray, God, that you'd bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We ask all these things. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. <clears throat> Amen. Now, what we like to do at this time, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing uh, a verse in the course of hymn 433, a verse in the course of hymn 433, where we'll never grow old, where we'll never grow old. After we sing that verse in, <laughs> verse in chorus, <laughs> after we sing this, we would uh, ask that you please briefly greet each other before we have tonight's Bible study. Hymn 433. Hymn 433, where we'll never grow old. Do a verse in the chorus, then please briefly greet each other. Amen. All right. I have heard of a land on the far away strand. Tis the beautiful home of the soul. Built by Jesus on high, there we never shall die. Tis the land where we never grow old, never grow old, never grow old, in a land where we'll never grow old, uh, never grow old, never grow old, in a land where we'll never grow old. Hey, Amen. Please greet each other at this time. Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. I know, I got to get something I can see. Daniel chapter 7, we're going to start reading in verse 15, and we'll read down through verse 28. And you place, amen. All right, Daniel chapter 7, verse 15. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and 
the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts which are four are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which uh, was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom the uh, three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words uh, against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and uh, uh, wear out the saints of the Most High, and think uh, to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times, and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my uh, cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Lord, help us, God, to understand what we've read. Give me clarity of thought, Lord, and of speech tonight, God, as we uh, study these verses. And I pray, God, that you'll be glorified in everything that we do. Bless the reading of your word, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There's a lot of stuff in here. I'm not going to cover all of it. I'm just going to hit the high spots, okay? Uh, and, and so we'll just get right into it. Um, and, and I thought, and, and, and so I'm just going to read you my introduction. Trying to identify the Antichrist has been called one of the most popular indoor sports among the theologians. Okay? I mean, in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 18. We are told that the number of the Antichrist is yeah, 666. Scripture tells us that. When I was uh, studying in preparation for the lesson uh, last week, I got to doing some digging and, and just some you know fun stuff sometimes. And Well, I found this website when I was uh, doing some reading about the Antichrist and things and and the website said this about the number six. This, this is just shows you how the world twists the word of God. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. 
the website I found said that the number six is the number of responsibility, the number of balance. The website went on to say the number 66 indicates a need for concentration uh, on your home or on the domestic. Together, they say the number 666 indicates a need for balance between the home and the rest of your life. That's what they say the number 666 means. Well, according to the Word of God, uh, the Word that has been forever settled in heaven, uh, the one that came from the Holy Spirit of God Himself, and men of God, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, penned, in Revelation chapter 13, verse 18, tells us that the number 666 is the number of the Antichrist. Now, that's what the Bible says. I mean, I mean, but, you know, after all, everything you read on the Internet has got to be true, right? Um, but people over the decades, even centuries, they have tried to figure out who the Antichrist is and they do so by using numbers. Okay? I mean, they've been doing this for decades, if not uh, hundreds of years. They've tried to figure out who he is. Listen, nobody knows who he is. They're going to find out one of these days. Uh, but today, they don't know. Uh, but you can, you know, if you use numbers right, anybody can be the Antichrist. I was going to make a joke, but I won't. Uh, all you have to do is use three guidelines, and I, re I wrote them down. They're simple. First, if the proper name doesn't work, add, add a title. Second, if it doesn't work in English, try Hebrew, Greek, or Latin. Third, if none of those work, check on the spelling. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. those three little simple guidelines will work. And if you use them that way in the numbers game, you can literally make anybody be the Antichrist. Uh, no one knows, truthfully, uh, who the Antichrist is, or really, even though the Bible says that the number 666 is the number of the Antichrist, no one really knows, and the Bible does not tell us what those numbers mean. Okay, y'all, I know y'all are listening. Um, uh, there's a lot of information, though, in Scripture uh, about the Antichrist. And, and so when we study him, we'll just, and, and even that number, we're just going to stay with what the Bible says. Uh, and, and the worst thing that people can do when it comes to Scripture is speculate. We can't do that. Uh, if we don't know, then let's just say we don't know. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell us. Um, but here in Daniel 7, it sets the stage for our understanding. Daniel 7, it takes us through the steps of human government from the time of Daniel the prophet and the Babylonian kingdom. It takes us to the end of human government when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and begins his reign. At the end of the final kingdom, the Bible says that a man will arise to take leadership over it. 
That is the Antichrist. Uh, the Antichrist is three things. One, the Antichrist will be a charismatic leader. Okay? Uh, when I was thinking about this, I, the first thing I thought of, listen, the world is ripe. Uh, for a leader who will come on the scene or come on the stage of this world and command the respect and the following of this world because nobody seems to know or have the answers to the problems of this world. No one. I don't care where they sit or when they sit there, nobody has the answers to the problems of this world. Listen, our, our answer today and the problems that we have today, listen, they are right here in this book. You have a problem today, God will take care of it. He said the righteous call and he hears us and he delivers us out of all our trouble. God has the answer, but no one in this world has the answers. All the world, though, is looking for somebody to solve our problems. And when the Antichrist comes and and by supernatural watch, revolution, if you will, he starts to demonstrate that he has the ability to lead the world. People will be anxious to see him come. I think they're anxious for him now. Yeah. They don't realize it, but I believe they are. Uh, listen, when, when he comes, he will come and, and, by, watch, and think about this, by supernatural ability. And his supernatural ability will come from Satan himself. And listen, and I'm telling you, the vacuum has already been set up. It's already been created. And when he steps up, people will fall down at his feet. They will say, man, we are glad that you're here. And we're going to get into some of that. I mean, they're starving for somebody to follow. The Antichrist is going to be that type of person. Uh, look in Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. Uh, he'll have great charisma. I mean, he'll be a great public speaker. You know, one thing I like to watch about presidents is when they come and they come to the Oval Office is <clears throat> the difference between when they first start doing public speeches to in the first, you know, several weeks or months of their office to the end. Man, I'm telling you, when they first start out, especially I think of President Bush when he was in the office, I'm telling you, his public speaking was just almost at a zero. Those, uh, he struggled he, with words. Even when he was reading a teleprompter, he was not a very, very good speaker. But by the end of his term, he was pretty good. He learned how to be a public speaker. Well, listen, when this Antichrist steps on the scene, I'm telling you, he is going to be a public speaker from the get-go. Uh, Daniel chapter 7 and verse 8, it says, it talks about, and a mouth speaking great things. In verse 20 of chapter 7, it says it again. I mean, this guy is going to have a way with words from the very outset when he steps up on the scene. But notice verse 25. Notice what it says. It says, he shall speak great words against the Most High. I'm telling you, he speaks out against God and I, listen, people are going to flock to him because of it. You, 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 have you noticed how much people will, uh, how much people flock to someone who really steps out and, and speaks out against God or the things of God? All of a sudden, this guy, whoever's doing it, uh, who, whatever kind of person they are, 
people, they just begin to crowd around them and think they are the most wise individual and all because they speak out against God himself. Well, listen, I'm telling you, he may, they may speak out against God himself today, but one of these days, God said, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. They better get it all here because that, it, it's the only place they're going to do it. Some have said the Antichrist will be noted for his eloquence. He'll be able to capture the attention and admiration of the world. Um, everybody who hears him uh, will be caught up in his charisma as a great speaker. I mean, he'll have the complete attention and following of the people. You know, I've often wondered what it would be like if I had the undivided attention of everybody that sat in the pew not because I'm an eloquent, but because uh, of the Word of God that, that, that I try to share with people. Listen, I'm telling you, when I'm, when I'm, you're up here looking out there, I can, I, I'm telling you, uh, the attention span of adults is really not that long. I mean, I was trying to talk to little Anthony today. And I would be talking to him. I'd have some paper all crumpled up, you know, trying to get his attention. It'd be like, eh. And sometimes I think adults' attention span is about the same. But when this guy speaks, I'm telling you, he will have the attention of everybody, and they'll follow him. Look in verse 20. He'll not only be a, a charismatic speaker, but he'll, he'll have uh, the kind of appearance that people will follow. Verse 20 says, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Uh, that means abundant in size and rank. It means high rank uh, or impressive appearance. Um, you know, I, I can only think of one other person in the scripture where the Bible talks about their appearance. I mean, and you think about it, in the Old Testament, if you look back, you remember when Saul came on the scene? God says, listen, his head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, he had an impressive appearance. Well, I'm telling you, when the Antichrist steps on the scene, this guy is going to be impressive. Uh, he will capture uh, people's attention not only because of his ability to speak, but, uh, I mean, he will look the part. Uh, have you ever noticed today uh, politicians, when they get on TV, I'm telling you, they look like a politician. Their hair looks like it's been painted on kind of thing. I mean, there's not a blemish on them. And, I'm, and, I'm, and you look at them and you say, that guy's a politician. Uh, this guy is going to be a, a person who will attract people by what I po put on here, inhuman magnetism, uh, simply because of who he is. And remember, he's the Antichrist. I mean, this guy is going to be uh, charismatic. But notice also he's going to be a clever individual. Look in verse 20 again. He's going to be a master politician. There's been a lot of pretty good politicians in, over the years. Uh, President Reagan was a pretty good politician. Uh, he knew how to deal with people in a lot of different ways. But this guy is going to really make people in, in our, our country that has been good politicians, listen, they wouldn't hold a candle to this, this individual. He'll be a master politician. He'll be the greatest diplomat who's ever been. In verse 20 it says, even... Uh, of that horn that has eyes. That phrase literally has reference to his intellect and his cleverness. 
uh, with his cleverness, wisdom, uh, he'll be able to solve the problems of this world. Uh, you know, I, I, when I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, there's a lot of people that I've come in contact with today. That they, they're not real smart as far as, uh, uh, um, you know, IQ, but they're clever. You follow me? They're clever. Now, I don't know if this guy's going to have that kind of IQ, but I'm telling you, he'll be clever. Uh, verse, verse 20 says again, even of that horn that has eyes. Verse 8, it, it kind of illustrates this for us about him solving the world's problems. It, the phrase says, plucked up by the roots. It means to squeeze out, uh, to push out by subterfuge, or to come in and cleverly replace uh, look in Daniel chapter 11 and, and uh, look in verse 21. Chapter 11 and verse 21, this is another illustration about how clever he is. It says, And in his estate shall stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Yep, I'm telling you. This guy will be able to talk people into anything. And he's going to do it too. Uh, He'll come in again. He's just a clever individual. But listen, he's going to have to be clever uh, to get the world. I'm talking about the world to follow him. I'm not talking about just the United States. I'm talking about the world. Do you really understand how diverse the world is in the way we do things? I'm telling you. This is a pretty diverse world. You look around, Iran, United States, or, or China, or some of these, or Russia. These countries, they do things, they do what they want, when they want, how they want. This country's the same way. And this Antichrist has got to be able to come on the scene and get all these countries to follow him. Oh, listen, I'm telling you, he's going to have to be one clever individual. But that's exactly who he is. Remember who's backing him. You, y'all remember who he's who he's for, right? And you remember who's for him, Satan himself. He's clever. Look in verse 25 of chapter 7. He'll also be not only clever, uh, but he'll be a cultic leader. The Antichrist will be in the political realm and he will be in the religious realm. Chapter 7 and, and verse 25 says, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Listen, the Bible tells us that this guy is going to stand up with his, you know, his oratory artistry and prowess and give speeches against God himself. And then he's going to put himself in God's place. And he's going to ask people to fall down and worship him. Listen, this guy is the height of evil. Uh, with Satan uh, empowering him. Well, but listen, I, I, and, and I want to say, I'm going to say this again, but while all this is going on, I'm just letting you know, we're not going to be here, right? Amen. Y'all realize that, right? Amen. Now, some folks want to be here. That's okay. They can be here, but I'm not going to be here. Okay? Um, I don't even want to go through the first three and a half peaceable stuff. Not under his leadership. Uh, but, but he will 
put himself in God's place. He'll ask people to fall down and worship him. And one of those later on in Daniel, we're going to get to this later, is a historical type of, of Antichrist. And his name was Antiochus Epiphanes IV. If you read about him, he illustrates the concept right here that we're talking about in the Antichrist of self-worship. It, on one of the coins that survived that time period when he was around, uh, on that coin can be seen the figure of Zeus. And in, in those features they, of Zeus on that, they closely resemble the features of this Epiphanes, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes IV. They resemble his... Uh, his very visage, if you will. In fact, one of the coins is in the British Museum, and on this coin is the inscription, King Antiochus, God manifest victory bearer on the coin for him. Listen, I'm telling you, the Antichrist, this guy that we're just talking about, he is a picture of the Antichrist. The Antichrist, watch this, he's going to change the laws. Have, have y'all noticed any account? Now, now watch this, and, and I'll say this again, but the spirit of Antichrist is alive and well right now today. You realize that? You realize everything that's going on today, we're going to talk about this a little bit, everything that the Antichrist is going to do, listen, it's already being done for him. It's, it's going on today. And, uh, let me go, he's going to change the laws. In his cultic leadership, the Antichrist will change the moral and natural law of the universe. Well, have you noticed that we're already changing the moral law? Me and my wife drove by church today, and and I I wasn't paying attention. She goes, oh, look, that church got a new pastor. I said, really? I said, what's their name? And, and, And she read their name, and it was a woman. And my first thought was, did they not read what God said? How do they, listen, how do they get around it? The Bible says for a pastor to be the husband of one wife. Well, you know what they've done? They've changed the moral laws. They've redefined them. If you redefine something, you can make it whatever you want it to be. I mean... uh, Listen, that, that's what's going They've changed the laws. Look in verse 25. The moral and natural laws, and, and, and I've said this again, are, are already being changed. The stage is being set. Verse 25 says, he shall change times and laws. Now, a lot of prophecy students think this means that he'll try and change the calendar. Uh, and he'll do away with religious feast days. Now, I'm not sure about this, but they might even start by, I don't know, saying happy holidays or something like that instead of Merry Christmas. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're going to change the religious feast days, you might as well change all of them instead of saying, Merry. listen, if somebody says happy holiday to me, you know what I say? Merry Christmas! Or if it's Easter and they say something to me, happy holidays, I say, have a good Easter, have a good Lord's Day, Resurrection Sunday. Listen, that, that, that's what's going on here. Uh, some think he will try and get rid of the seven-day week. And by the way, this has already been done. If you go back and study a little history, oh, I guess, well, if we're going to do that, we've got to change history. Huh. I guess that's already been going on too. I mean, after all, we're cha- taking down statues that are part of history. 
You know what that is? It's a spirit of Antichrist because you've got to change that stuff. I, I'm just telling you what's going on. Um, he, they think he'll change the, uh, get rid of the seven-day week. And by the way, if you go back in the book of Genesis, you'll understand that the seven-day week is ordained by God. Amen. Amen. Uh, many think that he'll change it to a 10-day week like Napoleon tried to do. You go back and read it. It's all in there. Napoleon tried to do it during the French Revolution. The calendar still had 12 months, and I'll just read what I wrote, but, but each month had three weeks. Each week had 10 days. Each day was divided into 10 hours, with each hour having 144 minutes. He tried it. Uh, a minute consisted of 86.4 seconds. Christmas was taken out and replaced with Isaac Newton's birthday. Stuff like that. I mean, um, this is what the Antichrist will do. Um, it, it's already started. Uh, but the Antichrist, watch, will try and do anything to strip away structure, Seems like some of that's going on now, too. He'll do anything uh, to strip away anything that has to do with history and stability, especially in the religious realm. Uh, that's what he's doing. Listen, I'm telling you, we, folks, I, I just want you to understand, we have got to stay the course. We've got to stay the course. We can't do it. The Antichrist, he's on his way. The Lord's coming. And, and, and before we ever get to the Lord coming back, the, the, that spirit of Antichrist is going to try to pave the way for him. He's just going to step up and everything's going to be already in place. But we must stay the course. We have to. He'll take away uh, anything that has to do with God and he'll start from scratch. Uh, he'll start with his own religion in order to obliterate God from the picture. Uh, listen, how, how much are people trying to get rid of God now? I mean, how many churches do you think you can go to on any given Sunday and go and never hear one time anything about the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. I mean, uh, the Bible says that he'll change the law and create his own morality. Man, our society is doing exactly those things. They'll say things like, you know, you don't have to follow God. Here's a new way. It's better. I mean, uh, that, old, it, that, that old Bible, that is antiquated. It, it's not for today. Here, here's a better way. Here's a way that we can go. We can eat, drink, and be merry, and everybody's going to be just fine. I mean... He'll say, there, here's a better religious system for you. Yeah. Uh, he'll do, he'll, he's a clever person. He'll do great things. Look, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. You go there and read. I'll not, I'm not going to turn there, but you can. You say, how could a guy like this get the world, get enough people to follow him so that he can rule the world? Well, as I've already said, He'll be equipped with Satan to do great wonders, tell great lies, and do great signs. He will heal. He'll bring back uh, people from the grave or at least give the appearance of it. Uh, he'll be able to do things that people haven't seen done since Jesus walked the earth. 
Yeah, that's the kind of person he'll be. But notice he'll also be a cruel leader. Look in verse 23, chapter 7. It tells us the Antichrist will devour the whole earth, tread it down, and break it into pieces. Verse 25 says, and I thought this was an interesting phrase. He said, he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. You say, man, saint, yep, people are going to get saved during the tribulation period. People who've never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. There's a lot of people who think, listen, they sit in services just like this. That I, You know, if people get saved during the tribulation period, I'll just wait till then. No, you won't. The Bible says that God will send you strong delusion that you'll believe a lie. Yeah. No, it won't happen. But people will get saved, those who have never heard the gospel. Uh, and those who are saved during the tribulation period, uh, they're going to be targets for the Antichrist. Uh, he will determine, he, I mean, he will determine in his heart to destroy them. You know why? Because they're saved. Yep. You know that the spirit of Antichrist seeks to try to destroy anything that God's trying to do right now today. No matter where you at as a child of God, the spirit of Antichrist is going to be after you. Amen. Yep. It, it, and by the way, it, it's not going to get any easier till Jesus comes back. I mean, he, the old Antichrist is going to try to destroy them. Watch, he will persuade them without, or persecute them without mercy. Many of them will be martyred for their faith. In that phrase, wear them out or wear out the saints. Uh, it literally means he will harass them every minute of every day. You remember the old cartoon with the bulldog and the little chihuahua dog running around behind him? Y'all ever seen it? It's, a, it's Looney Tune cartoons. And the bulldog, you know, he's doing, he's walking around. He's Mr. Tough Guy. And the little chihuahua's going, mee, 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 mee. and I mean, he's bouncing around. And, just, mee, 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 and he's just constant all the time. And the bull, and I mean, it's like, man, alive, find the bull, you know, just whops him, knocks him. Listen, I'm telling you, the Antichrist is going to be persecuting the child of God every minute of every day. Every minute. No rest whatsoever. I mean, I've been in situations sometimes where I think, man, alive, is this really just, just leave me alone? I want to crawl into my world and pull it in after me and just turn off the light. The Antichrist is going to do this. I mean, he will starve some of them out. Hmm. Watch this. He'll probably wear them out through public seizure or economic pressure. I don't know. He may even force them to take a number in their, in their uh, hand or their forehead so they can buy or sell. Hmm. Sounds like that's kind of where we're headed now with some of the stuff going on. Antiochus Epiphanes IV was the first person in recorded history to persecute people exclusively because of their faith. Um, he caught a group of Jews in a cave who were observing the Sabbath. And so he ordered the mouth of that cave to be, uh, to be covered with brush to where they could not get out. And then he set the brush on fire and suffocated them to death simply because they were worshiping God on the Sabbath. Listen, he is a cruel individual. 
He does not care. Um, that's where people are headed without Christ. You say, preacher, what do we do? Well, uh, the stage, let me say this, has already been set for him. I think the, the spirit of Antichrist, as I've said, is alive and well. And to give you an example, uh, if you remember, go back and read a little history. After World War I, you remember some things about the German economy. It was literally tanked. You follow me? I mean, it was to, down to nothing. In fact, it was so bad, it's what helped put Hitler into power. The German treasury, now I'm just going to read a few things, it was low in gold. The budget was unbalanced. Inflation was in the clouds above anything that the world had ever seen. Sound familiar? In 1919, I thought this was very interesting, the German mark was worth 25 cents. And within four years, it had declined to the point in value where it took $4 trillion to equal $1 in buying power. The German middle class lost all their savings. The value of every pension was wiped out. Any kind of social security or, or social security that the Germans may have had, it was gone. So the people, what? They were ready to listen to any demigod that would step on the scene and give them some help and solve their problems. Enter Adolf Hitler. Um, Lenin said this. He said, the surest way to overthrow an existing social order is to debauch its currency. Right. When I read that, I thought, hmm. And I just heard just a week or so ago that our government has seen fit to enter into the cryptocurrency market. Yeah. We're from the government. We're here to help. Yeah. Now, what do you think would happen right here in the good old United States if a charismatic, wonder-working leader were to come on the scene and say, I have the answer to the economic stress of this country? Listen, are you think we're ripe and ready? Absolutely. I mean, that's where we are today. Say, preacher, what do we do? Well, we have a strategy. Uh, God's people always has a strategy. Uh, we always, listen, God has a plan, and if you're a child of God, you're included in his plan. Amen. He didn't leave you out, amen. I mean, so the strategy is that we are not to look for the Antichrist. Come on. Now we get all, we start studying this stuff and we start thinking, oh, well, it could be this guy. It could be this person. No, wait a minute. We're not to look for the Antichrist. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that your job as a Christian is to look for the Antichrist. Nowhere. But we are to look for the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one we're to look for. He's the one that's got the answer for us. Listen, our answer is the rapture of the church. And he's coming to get us. The Bible says, listen, when we see all these things come to pass, you read it in the book of Matthew, it says, lift up your heads for your redemption. Draw it nigh. Praise our Lord. Man, I'm excited. 
I see all these things going on, and I'm, listen, I, listen, I know, I, I mean, I'm not uh, 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 just going out, just being crazy, and, you know, thinking, well, the Lord's coming back. Y'all got a credit card. Man, I'm going to max that thing out. Let the Antichrist pay for it. <laughs> no, wait a minute. We have to be good stewards. We have to be uh, intelligent about what's going on. But I'm telling you today that, that, that we need to be careful and good stewards about what God has done for us, and we simply need to stay the course. Amen. Keep doing what God has called us to do. Go out on Saturdays, knock on some doors, tell people about Jesus Christ, be faithful to His church, and be a witness. Read our Bible and listen, so God can work through us as a child of God. Amen. Amen. Now the Antichrist, watch, he might be alive right now today. Could be. But speculation about him, watch, doesn't fit either of two things that God has told us to do in the light of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Two things are, what are they? You know, what are they? Work and watch. That's pretty simple. First, look in 1 John. Turn to 1 John chapter 4 and I'll be done. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 3. Find your place, say amen. amen. And, in, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you've heard that it should come. We've heard it. it it's coming, right? right? Yeah, we've heard it. And even now already is it in the world. Yep. Listen, it's here. The spirit of Antichrist is everywhere in the world today. So what do we do? Well, we be aware of it. I mean, we know that, listen, that it's here. We see it happening. But listen, God help us not to get so focused on the spirit of Antichrist that we lose, uh, uh, lose the thought process that, listen, God has all this in control. He's in control Come on, amen. Hey, he's not lost control, not even a little bit. Listen, he, he's got all this right here in the palm of his hand. He made it all from nothing. I guess he can control it. Be aware. Listen, he has a plan, and I've said this already, and that plan includes us, but not together with the Antichrist. When he steps up and takes on the control, then we are out. We're out. We're gone. Now listen, and so till that time comes, we're to work. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work. Y'all remember, we'll have to sing that song sometime. Listen, it's not time to sell everything we have, go up on top of a mountain, dress in a white sheet, and wait for him to come back. And then when he don't, we think, oh, man, I missed it because I misadded that number. And then try it again next year. No, wait a minute. No, we don't do that. We keep doing what we're doing. We keep being faithful to the house of God. We keep coming and, and learning about what God has taught us in his word and, and learn that if we put on the whole armor of God so that we can withstand the fiery darts of Satan and, and when the Lord does come and we see him in his appearing, we can say, Let, well, praise our Lord, I was looking for you today. Amen. Because he's coming and we got to be ready.
we got to work and we got to watch. You remember Nehemiah? I've been reading through uh, Nehemiah uh, today and yesterday, and and I was reading again about him when when old Sambalat and those guys they Nehemiah's working on the wall and and they said, hey, why don't you, if you'll come down over here, we're gonna come, we're gonna have a little. A meeting about going, all this going on, you know, and we're going to talk about all this because we really think that, you know, you, you, you know, we, we really care about you, what you're doing. No, listen, he said, I'm not, why should I come down? Why should I quit a great work and come down here and talk to you? So some of them had a sword in their hand and a trowel in the other one. They just worked and they watched. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to get our sword in one hand and our trial in the other one. And tell people about Jesus. And then and let God just take care of all this other stuff. I mean, the Bible says he never sleeps, slumbers or sleeps. So if he's awake watching it, why should we stay awake and worry about it? I mean, we lose sleep sometimes because we're worried about what's going on. We'll rest assured. The God who created this still in control, and he never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's always on guard. Amen. So let's let him be on guard, and let's let him be God in our life. And I want to encourage you. Listen, rest assured that God is in control. Be you therefore ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Father, help us. And I pray, God, that you encourage our hearts. For this old world, uh, it seems like it gets worse every day. But God, I'm thankful that we serve a God who loves us. Uh, that we serve a, a Heavenly Father, Lord, who's on guard 24-7. And I pray, God, ask you to strengthen us and help us, Lord. And, and uh, God, that you'll just encourage us, Lord, in, in the Lord. And uh, God, that we'll just be thankful that we have a God that, that's going to send his son Jesus after soon. God, while we're here, please help us. Uh, please, Lord, <clears throat> build that hedge of protection around us. And God, I pray that you'll rebuke the old devil and everything that he does in our lives so that we can shine bright, Lord, for the cause of Christ. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and uh, while eyes are closed, no one looking around, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, maybe you just want to come and pray about something, uh, then you come right now. Come on, if you need to come.